Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 352. This is your guide to the geek side, and I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Chuckles Carden. I'm digging it. What's up, y'all? This is uh, our whole uh, network went bi-weekly, uh, by hook or by crook, because of the holidays and what have you. So I know Todd just got back from vacationing in scenic Michigan, Michigan. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's just been a lot of crazy stuff going on, but we are... Uh, settling into um, the holiday season and uh, trying to get back on track, bringing you the the geek love. Yeah, we've got a really busy uh, December coming up. We're going to have some guests, some good movies. Big movies are coming out, a lot of good TVs coming out. So a lot of things to discuss. So uh, Charlie, because of that, because of we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, you are the one that brought in a new guest this week. So take it from there, Charlie. I found a ringer. You're sitting staring at one uh, Danny Holroyd, who is the Ghostbusters guy, uh, certainly that I know of here in the state of Michigan. But I don't want to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to put you. Uh, I don't want to put you in the corner there, baby. Uh, Danny, tell us all about uh, who you are and what you do. It's all good. I'm Dan Holroyd, and uh, I uh, founded the Kalamazoo Ghostbusters, and then subsequently. Uh, through a series of happenings uh, with the Michigan Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters of Detroit and Kalamazoo, we started, uh, based in Unity, the Great Lakes Ghostbuster Coalition. So with more than a dozen or more, I think we're back up to about 14 or 15 groups again. Uh, Here in the state of Michigan, we come together as Ghostbusters, you know, go to each other's parades, uh, go to each other's charity events, uh, things of that nature, just to go out through our fandom, uh, much like Charlie does and other folks do with their superhero uh, deals that they do. Uh, we just try to have, share a smile with people and let them have a good time. Um, and if they see us and they smile and they've, they've had a good time, then we've kind of done our job through our fandom. And uh, it's something I've been in love with since 1984, you know, uh, seeing the original and was doing it in 84 with a group of friends. All we had were jumpsuits and uh, patches made of felt. Uh, High-end high uh, cosplay. <laughs> yeah, it was very high-end. Way before anybody even heard of cosplay, I, I was doing a lot of weird things. and uh, did Well, weird things in a good way. I guess I should qualify that. So we, Ooh, Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, we don't, don't everybody go out there and start looking. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, we did it back in 84, and, uh, you know, we did birthday parties, and uh, we went and emptied a gumball machine, of all things. I remember this very well. About $30 we spent on these tiny three-inch glow-in-the-dark monsters, and we emptied the gumball machine, hot-glued them inside mason jars, and gave them to people as ghosts that we trapped. Oh, we had, cool. We had no packs. We had no belt accoutrements, nothing. We had nothing. Just the jumpsuit with either combat boots or really bad moon boots. Because, you know, everybody remembers the 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so there were four of us running around doing this in my buddy's Volkswagen, which is not an Ecto. But he ended up <laughs> hand-painting, get this, hand-painted the emblem on his doors. And so we did that for, I think, about six months, you know, after the movie came out and uh, kind of died itself off, and then we went off and did our lives. But many years later, I came back to it, meeting these guys in Buchanan, and uh, formed the Ghostbusters here in Kalamazoo, an offshoot of the Michigan Ghostbusters, and the rest is, I guess, kind of history. 
Excellent. Gotcha. Todd uh, may be a Ghostbusters lover. He is no uh, he is no cosplayer. So he and I do have a, a general rule of thumb, which will be somewhat bent for this episode. Uh, he doesn't talk about video games, and I don't talk about cosplay because near the twain shall meet. But this is a different occasion because we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I wanted to bring on the guy who knows about oh, Ghostbusters. Absolutely. If people that are passionate about something, I, I love their passion. Um, so this is great because I am a big fan of Ghostbusters as well. I've got the Transformers Ecto-1 Transformer that's pretty cool. I love that. And I, I, I love to watch the cartoon back in the day. Uh, I've read some of the comics. So, uh, But I'm not as you know, as big as others, but yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a franchise. And I'm finally glad that it's back again. And it seems like it's in good shape. So and I'm going to, I'm going to, but I guess Charlie stating what he stated, because I love the cosplay aspect. And I also do video and I'm not a gamer, but I do play a lot of video games and I got, some of the things that I like. So I'm kind of in the middle for both of you guys. So you throw at me whatever perfect. you want to throw at me. It's, no, that's that's perfect. It's good to be in the middle. And something that is very much in the that's middle, it. if you look at this week's cover, uh, 352, number 352, from February of 1985, which is when I, that was when I turned nine years old. That was a long time ago. Uh, but this is, the, this is the Mighty Thor. We're looking at everyone but the Mighty Thor on this cover because we've got Beta Ray Bill, Who's smashing some Todd? Are those dark elves? What's going on here? Uh, you know, they are uh, some type of Norse uh, creatures. I don't know what they okay. are. But we got uh, we got quite a hodgepodge here. We got uh, you know we got uh, it looks like we got the Warriors three plus Vision plus Mister Fantastic. Uh, so this is obviously Norse something or other uh, gets in the mix, and this is your boy Walt Simonson in the house, Todd, isn't it? That's your guy. Absolutely, and Colossus is in the background too. So um, that's what I, I. There were some oh, some really cool runs with the X Men and Avengers going to Asgard, and it was interesting because the when right. the X Men went to Asgard, right. they got different abilities. Like um, it, it was just interesting. And one of the X Men, Mirage, I believe, she became like a Valkyrie. So oh, really, right. yeah. really, really cool when they mix it up. And Beta Ray Bill was always an odd character, uh, an alien who who originally got Molnir and then he got his own hammer later. So right. very cool uh, crossover back in the day. Horse Thor. Well, speaking of a horse-faced woman, uh, well, I guess we were talking about that, but it's probably time to, to hop in the Uber, go down to the corner of Hollywood and Vine, and talk to our number one news correspondent, uh, our favorite long-faced horsey gal, Madam Webb, in a segment we call Rumors and News. Let's go. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. And Charlie, you know what, Madam Webb? She's truly our old gray mare, and we love her the way she is. Even if she ain't what she used to be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, well, you know, I heard she makes a mean tofurkey and uh, she had many people coming over for that. Uh, I don't even think she would use real tofu. I think she just picked some like baked beans and shaped it in the form of some type of bird. So there you go. Oh, only the finest. All right, what do we got going on this time around? We're getting into December. Correct. Uh, and what do we have? We have actual movies and actual Correct. Movie, movie theaters. Uh, and then we have actually stuff coming on TV. So, Todd, why don't you uh, start walking us through some some movies? Yeah, so I'll filter these down to the geek-specific uh, content that we want to talk about. So the first movie is called Encounter. Riz Ahmed is in this, and apparently it's about a decorated Marine who goes on a rescue mission to save his two sons from a mysterious alien threat. 
I had not heard much about this. Apparently it goes in theaters on December 3rd, but then it's coming to Amazon Prime on December 10th. Riz Ahmed is a fantastic actor, so this could be cool. Yeah, I don't know either. And again, that's kind of a short window to have something in the theater, so whatever. Hopefully they know what they're doing. Yeah, and you know, by all means, uh, if anybody has a you know thumbs up, thumbs down, never heard of it, excited for it, you know, let us know. Uh, but at this point, we've got the next movie is called Silent Night, December third, and this is a comedy horror film over the holidays where a family is getting together to celebrate their last Christmas because the world is going to end. Oh, gives giving new meaning to the last Christmas by Wham. Ouch. Yeah, this is a Kira Knightley vehicle and Matthew Good. So, you know, I mean, that could become guilt. It could be bad because you could really appreciate your family, want to enjoy the time. Or it's like the airing of grievances and nobody has a good time. Everybody hates each other. And then you find the twist thing in the movie. Oh, the world didn't end, but now you all hate each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been to family get togethers where it seems like it's the end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> I have as well. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, so continuing on to get to the uh, the meaty stuff, um, we're going to move on to the movie that everyone is talking about that apparently no one could buy tickets to because I think people think there's the movie's only open for one day. That is the Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. Uh, if you are under a rock, you're not aware of this movie, but we are, and we are very excited for this movie. I had zero issues getting tickets. I actually ended up getting... Uh, to, in, in April and I, we have the, I have mentioned before, the VIP program at Celebration Cinema here in Grand Rapids. Uh, uh, we bought a pair of tickets for Thursday and a pair of tickets for Friday, and there was no issue. But yeah, you're right. The internet is full of people saying, oh my God, we couldn't get them. And I was online at three o'clock in the morning, and scalpers were selling them for $25,000. It's like, what are you talking about? This was the, it was the easiest thing in the world to get it. But yeah, this is the, this is the superhero kind of event of the year. I would go so far to say because you've got well, and, and really of a lifetime, bringing all these Spider-Man characters and properties together. So I'm I'm all in on this. I'm very fired up. Yeah, I'm so Danny, big... are you a regular MCU uh, viewer? Is that is that your thing? Or I'm not a regular Spider-Man fan, uh, to be honest. But seeing the preview to this, and then like Charlie said, bringing everything together. I got excited seeing the trailer. I was like, yes, you know, because I kept asking myself, how many times do we have to reinvent Spider-Man, you know, Batman, all the list. I mean, we can go down a list, but this one excited me for the trailer. I thought, wow, this is going to really open up a lot of different what ifs and, you know, who's who's opposite bad, who's who's good. Seeing Michael Keaton again, who's been damn busy uh, doing an array of different roles, especially coming out in the new Flash thing, too. But uh, I'm excited for it. I am. I'm happy. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah, and I can't wait to see Charlie uh, just scour the internet to not get spoiled. He'd be like, "I don't want to know anything, but I'm going to look for everything." And then he's like, "Look what I found, Rotten Tomatoes." So I'm waiting for many, many things to come Ooh, to Charlie's attention. Not so RT. We'll s- not RT. <laughs> no. No. So, so Charlie will be like scouring and getting spoiled and won't get spoiled because he finds out it's all articles from we got this covered ah, in the skies. <laughs> and, and that and cosmic book news cosmic book news and God forbid IGN, Todd's favorite. Oh yes, Charlie, you're a favorite. Uh yeah, so we move on to a movie I'm very excited about. Uh this is Nightmare Alley on December 17th. Guillermo del Toro making a noir film with uh Bradley Cooper, a really great cast. And 
I don't know if there's going to be something supernatural about this film or not. They haven't really gone into details, but I like the way this looks. And this could be a surprise uh, movie. So I'm excited for it. Um, it, it, it. Did either of you see the trailer? I think we talked about this, Charlie, but I don't know if Danny yeah, if you saw the trailer for I've, this. I've, I've seen it. It looks. It, there's a lot of psychological aspects, it looks like, already in, involved in it. So I'm sure you're going to be wondering, is any of it real? Or where is this going? That's that's what right. I got from it. Ooh. Yeah, and, and the cast sounds amazing. Richard Jenkins, Willem Dafoe, oh, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, holy cow. Yeah. yeah, and 1940s New York. Just love the era, the the way everybody right. dresses, the you know the the guys and dolls aspect of it. So right. very very cool. So interested in that. So uh, we then move on, looking through, looking through. Lots of uh, old people movies. <laughs> <laughs> so we keep going. They're doing things. Uh, a favor, my son. Sing one was a really fun movie. Oh. Animated. Lots of uh, singing pop songs and things like that. Matthew McConaughey. A lot of really good actors. Uh, Turn Edgerton playing these these pigs and things, uh, you know, just very fun, very wholesome type movie. And this one's coming back, and it looks like they're trying to bring back um, uh, a past pop star, right. uh, I believe, who's played by I can't remember. He's a big, um, I think it's Bono actually coming as a as a as a big like. A did did you say lion? Did you just say Bono? Bono, Bono, not Sonny Bono. Yes, the return yes. of Sonny Bono. Yes, they actually <laughs> resurrected him. It's amazing. Um, yes. <laughs> this one is pretty near and dear to my heart. Sing the first was a favorite of my late son, Parker. So really deep down, um, know that he's watching it in heaven. So I'm, I, I'm excited to go out and see that one myself. So yes, yes, bring on the, bo- bring on the Bono. Yes, I will, I will of course. Say, uh, out of all the trailers that I'd seen, you know, uh, sitting in the theater watching one, where I'm sure we're going to get to. Uh, that came up, and I actually got tears uh, in my eyes seeing that trailer. So that's how much I love the first one. I'm, I was in a music group when I was younger called Sing Out Kalamazoo for years. Oh wow, oh, cool! Wow. Off, awesome. Offshoot of Up with People, yeah. So anything theater wise or singing wise, I'm on it. No, I, I, I did not know that about you, Danny. That's I. I got secrets, man. You're a man of many, of many what have you. Uh, yeah, it was an yeah. all-male nude review. He didn't talk oh, about no. it. It was. <laughs> oh, well. I was in college yes. and I needed the money. Listen. Hey, you know, whatever takes you through. What is it? Thund- thunder down under. Right. <laughs> the boom in Kalamazoo. It was a boom. Say, yeah. Most folks down there in the Kalamazoo, the state theater. It was yeah, more absolutely. of a trick when it was a big boom, but we'll moving on. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> uh, well, we'll move on to uh, a movie that I'm curious if they can pull this off. You know, basically bring something back to its you know former glory after it got really tarnished uh, after a couple of sequels, and that is The Matrix Resurrections, December 22nd, uh, coming into theater and HBO Max. <laughs> Considering the type of movie this is, though, I think I need to see this in the theater, just because it's an extravaganza for the eyes and ears. Um, but once again, I don't know if they can pull this off, or the one person can pull this off, because the sibling is no, not involved with this movie. But um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I could be disappointed by it as well. But I, I won't know unless I see it. It's the cutting edge. You don't know if you're going to get cut. What about you, Danny? You are you a matrix matrixer? You know, matrix-er? I am. I, I am. And I was going to ask both of you. I mean, are you afraid that this is going to go down the path that like Terminator did, where they just keep oh. banging them out and then they get worse as they go? Is, that, is there a fear? Am I the only one with that fear? Maybe I I'm am in the boat one. too. And yeah. it's in sequels that are so long after the last one. Yeah. Typically, 
miss. <clears throat> yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. You know, I'm, and sure. I, I, I'm one of the rare and geekdom that the matrix just never did it for me. Um, so I, I don't know that I can offer a compelling opinion. Um, I know that I, that the third one, the third one in the trilogy was practically unwatchable. Um, so yeah, but it was one of those like, Hey, we got this thing that people will go see. And it turned into, you know, Jar Jar, it turned into a Jar Jar Binks kind of trilogy. So yeah. 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 Filling things back to back to back, you know, ultimately it doesn't always work because you miss the opportunity to course correct, change some things. Uh, you know, it's either all or nothing. So sometimes it works and sometimes it does not. So you, so you haven't heard that, you know, Disney's going to do a Jar Jar Binks anthology? No? Anybody? Oh, I can only, I can I'm only kidding. wish. I'm kidding. Yeah. Like it's, I it's, said, my hope is just stick it in a super irrelevant format like a book. So I think we'll have the same discussion right. next year when we're Prince talking about I think <laughs> I think we're finally talking about the Avatar movies and talk about those movies. We're filming three at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> good luck good luck wow. oh well the next movie i am very excited for because i've been a fan of the first two movies mm-hmm. and this is the rare prequel but it's about the origins of the kingsman taking us back to either early i think it's world war one or around that era with rasputin the kingsman with ray fines um just looks really really cool very stylistic um but i can understand why people may not be a fan but i i have really enjoyed that series I, I've enjoyed the trailers. I and, and again, I, I enjoy Ray Fiennes, uh, and I enjoy definitely a lot of the other people that you see uh, in this. You know, Daniel Bruhl is in this, and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. So kind of, kind of some Marvel things happening here as well. So, um, yeah, I'm not as big of a fan as you, but I, I, I did enjoy, remember enjoying those other movies. So, yeah, I'm down. I'm, a, I'm a fan for sure, and Ray Fiennes by all means, could still pull off another Avengers movie if they ever went back to that format when he played John Steed and kind of went sideways with it, even though I'm a big Avenger fan from way back. Um, the guy's still in great shape for his age, so that's one of the right. first things I noticed in the trailer. But that's just a side note. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this, you know, basing it around Rasputin and the first, you know, the, the Great War. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of area for them to use in this to kind of bring it back. I enjoyed the last one. It was a little different, you know, kind of had that buckaroo bonsai feel to it where it was a little bit of everywhere and a little comedy and Elton John and all these other things coming up in there. It was, right. it was really strange, but right. uh, the, Mar- the Martha Stewart villain was still a, an oddity that I th- it was like guilty pleasure, kind of like the Samuel L. Jackson in the first yeah. one. They just had really yeah. weird. Yeah. Villains. Who doesn't right. want swords for legs? Come on. Right. Oh man, yeah, it's better than having one leg as a gun. What was that death? What was that? Wasn't that a ter- wasn't that a Robert Rodriguez film? Death? Yeah, it was not Death Proof, but it was the other one. Uh, attack for oh god, what was it called? Yeah, it was the zombie one. Yeah, with yeah. uh was it Rose McGowan with the leg? Right. Well, I, yeah. I remember the leg. I thought it was called Death Proof or something. What the hell do I know? No, Death Proof was the one with Kurt Russell where he was like the stunt man who killed people in a car. It was very it was it was it was a different time, Charlie. And with the gun on her leg, <laughs> it was a different time. It was yeah. a different time two years ago. Absolutely, yeah, that's and, true. And the gun on her leg, where does she load that? Anybody? I, I, Good luck. Tilt, lean up against the wall, slap in that. Keep it family friendly. I know. Keep it family. I yeah. Know. Oh my god. Good luck oh. with uh, finding shoes for that leg. Oh well, we get into TV now. Uh, this is uh, we're, we're gonna. I'm gonna kind of uh, edit this one because it's a pretty long list. Uh, so the first one, December first. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Man, it's been a long time since last season. I, yeah, I don't know if I caught the last season, but I know that I 
was it was a work from home situation, so I had it on in the background. So I've been through the whole series, um, but I don't remember when that was. So I don't know if I, I don't know when the last season was. So I don't know what I missed. Yeah, I don't remember too. I know I missed some se- episodes in the middle of the seasons, but I think I watched finally watched the last season. But uh, yeah, good good stuff. Uh, you're either in that show or you aren't. So it, right. I'm all in though. Um, so it's, get- it's it's like what Richard Gere said about opera. You either love it or you will learn to appreciate it, but it's not in your soul. Anyway. Absolutely. I'm sure this was in many people's soul. Yeah, if they don't appreciate it. Uh, Next is Lost in Space. I believe this is the last season. This is a show I think I watched one episode of, and I was kind of like, Yeah, "Eh." it's it's what we call a Todd Oxtra special, one episode in. It just didn't grab me. It was just like, okay, yeah, I I, I see with it. Oh, what do we have? We've got the, the, the original robot. Yeah, yeah, I'm yep. a Lost Space fan uh, way back, and I was okay. real worried when they started the series um, mm-hmm. because I thought, you know, I didn't mind the movie, you know, with Matt LeBlanc and everybody, um, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised, and it surprised me as it's gone on, and uh, I'm 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 very anxious to see this. I'm very excited and see how they're going to close this out. Well, that's that's good to hear because I, I I didn't think it was bad. It just didn't grab me. It was it had a different feel. I like the fact that they changed up. Doctor Smith was a, was yes. a woman, and and yeah. it goes back. We have an old joke on this because when Matt LeBlanc was announced, I said I said I can't wait. It's gonna be Yo Chandler. I'm a spaceman <laughs> from Friends. Yeah, and it so. was and and Todd did this. We had like a trading card or so. This is back when Todd and I were college roommates. There was a trading card. And Todd took like a piece of paper and he wrote, yo, Chandler, I'm a spaceman. Feel my heat, which was from <laughs> Boogie Nights. And yep. he slapped it on there. So that's all Lost in Space will ever be to me is Matt LeBlanc talking about feel my heat. Yeah, absolutely. Seven thumbs down. Yeah, I like I said, I wasn't over the top with that movie, but, you know, it had its certain things there. Sure. I think, uh, was it? Um... You, you mentioned Dr. Smith, you know, the change out in there. Uh, Parker Posey has presented a very, very, uh, uncomfortable and very sinister Dr. Smith. <laughs> and I mean, there are moments where I'm almost embarrassed to watch because it's uncomfortable. That's, oh, how, really? that's how creepy Ooh. I feel that she makes it. Wow. Um, you know, I guess that's a good thing. Maybe uh, I, you know, what was it? Um, yeah. Was yeah. Gary Oldman, was Gary Oldman, the Dr. Smith yeah. in the movie? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's and, fantastic. Uh, Versus for me that I, I see, I didn't like that for me. That was like putting Eric Roberts, playing the master in Fox's version of Dr. Who. Uh, right. Yeah, that, was, way that was a little uh, chewing the scenery. Who the hell yeah. sat at that table and decided that was a great casting idea? Mm, 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 mm. Drink yeah, some yeah. 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 Well, very good. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, then we move on to December 10th, The Expanse, one of my favorite science fiction series of all time. Uh, I believe this is season six. And it's upside, um, it's upside down for me because I watched a handful and I know that, that people it's, love it. It's a long it's, play, Charlie. It's a long it's, play. You have to watch like at least six episodes. If you watch a couple, you don't have the relationships. You don't have those things. And it's just like, if you watch one episode of Star Trek, you may be like, eh, I don't get it. You're like, but you have to watch 25 episodes, you know? I mean, so. I love, Danny, this is a classic where, where basically uh, Todd is trying to defend his religion to me. And I'm like, it's okay, baby. I love you. It's all right. Yeah. It's 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 not a big deal, but yeah, it's my it's my rule of comedies. You have to watch a whole season of a comedy because if you only watch two, it's like 
then you're missing out on everything that develops. People didn't watch two episodes of Cheers. Like it's it's okay. I'm never watching Cheers again. They go with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm on his side because I I love the show. the The funny thing to me, Charlie, was is that Madam President not only has appeared on The Expanse, but she's also been an admiral in Starfleet. So you know, where where are you going to go with that? I don't know if you knew that or not. She played Madam yeah. Admiral and and Chris Pines. Star Trek. Oh, you're talking about. Uh, I even know her name. Yeah, uh, she yep. talks like this. Yes. Her name is because she was a villain. Her. She was a villain on in uh, 24. In season no. two of 24, her name is no. Ashura Shesh Adash. I still fucked. I still fucked it up. Super but I know she's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she gravely <laughs> sounds like my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Charlie and she's married to Babu. In this, Babu is the husband. And yep. Babu is Julian Bashir's dad in Deep Space Nine. So Star Trek it around. Uh, and why aren't you watching this, Charlie? See, you'd be all into this. Yeah, I, I think I will. Yeah, I, it's it's probably a someday. It's probably a someday. Okay. I would okay. say so. It's an odd day. Give it a chance, you know, because all right. uh, they've talked to a lot of people who've worked in space outside the conspiracy stuff. Uh, according to them, there's a lot of things they've included in this show as to how things react and what they do as far as traveling in space and what would happen to bodies that is right on target. You know, I seem to remember, I I seem to remember some of that yeah. even from what yeah, I watched. Being raised so. in space and how you just would have trouble coming back to Earth because you're not used to it. Your body and your bones. Gotcha. Crazy. Yep. So I, I cannot cool. wait for that. So that is coming out December 10th. Another thing is coming out December 10th. It's a comedy fantasy with played like little people. It's called Crossing Swords. If you're into that, I watched, I think I watched it. It's very like South Parky, but fantasy. Very weird. It's there. Uh, then we get into another show I love. Uh, last season came out two years ago, and that's The Witcher coming to Netflix based on a series of books, also a video game series. So it's one of my favorites. Cannot see what, you know, you know Henry Cavill finally has a role that people want him in. <laughs> He's not the hated Superman? Yes, absolutely. Oh, Yeah, let's see. Uh, then we go to, moving on, moving on. Charlie, one of your favorites I think you fell flat on, which was Letterkenny. December 26th on Hulu, coming I, back again. I did, and what's funny is that I, our local Grand Rapids Comic Con, and Danny will attest to this, uh, they had a lot of the cast members yep, there, and there. actually yeah. one of the, the panels was run by uh, Gavin, who is, has been a friend of the show, and he runs a local comic shop here <laughs> in Grand Rapids. And people were so fired up about these people being there, and I was just like... Because yeah. I watched the show, and it just seemed... It, it, just seemed, it, was, it, it became very family guy to me. It, just, it, it, it ran its course... The gag was done, and then, but again, to each their own. So, um, don't tell Mark that he saw them in concert. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Well, you know that's a Canadian thing. Then I understand. I'm, I'm with their Char- national I'm treasure. Charlie on on his version of this too. I I tried, and it yeah, it ran its course, and now you're just like, eh. I watched uh, two episodes, I think, and I, I saw ooh. the appeal for it. I saw the appeal for it, but I'm like. Maybe I have to keep watching. Maybe it'll really grab me. But I mean, I, I'm willing to give it a try. I've done that with other comedies where I'm like, keep going. So, yeah. 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 One of my Ghostbusters, Tom Birkenbach's a big fan. So he was happy okay. with it. But right. he's always trying yeah. to get me to keep watching. And I'm like, nope, I'm done. We will have to get his two cents then about this excitement. Yeah, I'm done with it. Speaking, yeah. speaking of excitement, and I'll take this next one because we've been uh, talking about this for, for a year. Uh, because this <clears> is the first live action Star Wars content that we've had since The Mandalorian went off at... Uh, no, that was that was at the beginning of this year. The Mandalorian wrapped up, but the mm-hmm. book of Boba Fett, which was mm-hmm. teased uh, at, at the very end of that last episode of the Mandalorian, where uh, you know a revived uh, or, or you know a Boba Fett back in the world again uh, decides to take what is his. He overthrows 
uh, Jabba's old palace, and now he is the crime lord of Tatooine. So we're going to get a nine-episode, nine eight, eight, or, eight or ten-episode series. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. It's probably in that wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah but, but kicking off, you know, just after, on December 29th, so just after uh, Christmas. Um, and again... I'm really hoping they're going to do something different with this, that it's just not going to be very standard fare. Like, oh, it's just a Mandalorian, but he's a whatever, and he's still wearing the armor and going around. Can't wait till there's a kid, a space yeah. kid, or a space it, animal. So, yeah, I'm just hoping that this will be a fair mix of some intrigue of, you know, how he got to why he is, why he's doing what he's doing. And, of course, you got Ming-Na Wen in the mix. is Fennec Shan, and I think she's great. So, I, I know, I'm fired up. You're a Star Wars guy, too, aren't you, uh, Danny? I am, I am. Um I'm more of the Trek guy, uh, but I, I love Star Wars. Not as much, but I, I like Star Wars. But I, I saw that trailer, and I'm intrigued. It looks very dark compared to even the Mandalorian standard. Right. So, you know, hopefully it's a darker drama, and like Charlie said, we get something out of it uh, that's not the same fear. And I love the joke, uh, the crack about, you know, the kid and the space animal thing. As long as we don't get another kid in a speed race, you know, in a, in a racer, and uh, pretending right. to be something else. Very and, true. Yeah, metaphormans yeah. and all and this it, other stuff. Metaphormans, uh, you know, it, come on. Right. You know, just... having, having them getting kidnapped and then the plot line is, oh, wait. Which is funny because in The Mandalorian, that worked out and it was great. But, you know, nine times out of ten, the kid who gets kidnapped plot line is not anything to write home about. So. Yeah. Let's no, hope, let's hope. Yeah, where's it go? Yeah. Fun, yeah, exactly. fun fact: This is actually just a business up, uh, show. It's all going to be out running a business, and you know, deals go bad, and then you have to like take your boss out for lunch and win back the the the, the client. You know, it's going right. to be fantastic. That's all it is. Space business. There it is. Space yes, business. The, the, yeah. spa- the space book of space business. There you go. Yes, yes. Let me wrap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. With suits and briefcases and yep. lots of drugs and illicit sex and you know, then the guy goes off on a retreat and it's actually it's, really fun. it's not actually yeah. Boba Fett. It's 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 not Boba Fett. It's actually Jar Jar Binks in disguise. Oh, mm-hmm. it all it all it was all along. My God. Exactly. Then we wrap up the year, December thirty first, with a favorite of I think everybody. I don't know anybody who doesn't like the show. Cobra Kai. So, right. wow, totally. talk talk about, you know, I guess they're like captive audience. You're not going anywhere. Uh, well, maybe you are. I don't know. December 31st. You know, this is really a good January 1st show because it's like you're home, you're hungover. Watch this versus now you're not going to go out because you're going to be watching too busy watching this. And you don't even go out on, you know, January 31st. Well, I'm going to refer to you two gentlemen because I've I've not watched any of them. And so I'm I'd like your feedback. Is it something I should sit and binge and watch this and really get into it? Or? Absolutely. It's, it's great. And again, you know, Danny, as you mentioned, you were, uh, you were, you know, into Ghostbusters. So you you grew up in the eighties. So you're oh, yeah. very into Karate that kid, kind yeah. of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think that this miniseries, and again, this is season four, Todd, four. I think season, season four. Yeah. This was All a right. uh, YouTube original that right. just, why does YouTube have shows? Uh, uh, Netflix took it over and it just right. found a bigger audience and it's, it's right. wonderful. It, it takes all of the, all of the movie content yep. dips into them as needed and flips the scripts multiple times and really just touches on some really cool stuff. Yes. Yeah, nostalgic, but you know, I enjoy that. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. We all, all of us children in the eighties look through our nostalgia colored glasses to some oh, yeah. variety. So yeah, this really clicked with me, but yeah, but you know, and Danny, without having watched it, I, I we're not going to talk too much about obviously what the main theme is, but uh, these it's it's a it's little bite size, ten episode seasons. And Todd, are they are they thirty minutes? Or are they 60 no? It's minutes? it's like forty five minutes. 
Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, it's why throw it on in the background when you're doing something else, but, uh, or, you know, watch it intently. What, what, however it is that you watch stuff, I'm more of the former because of my ADD. So I'm just like, dude, dude, oh, there's something going I'm on. I'm the same here. way. Look. Yeah. I got 10 Ooh, projects look. going at one time. Look, yeah. jingling keys. I, I'm very happy. That's, that's it's a show that's very easy to keep <laughs> watching. Gendered. Yeah. I'm the same yeah. way. I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I would, it's a very easy show. It's very soap opery at points, like, you know, a lot of drama. And it's like, oh, I, I, I got to watch what's going to happen next. So, yeah, it's a very right. bingeable show if you're uh, if you have the penchant for doing that. So that is it for shows to get you through the month of December, take you into the new year. So hopefully you enjoy those. If anything we missed that you'd recommend, let us know and tell Charlie why he needs to watch Expanse. Thank you. We're moving on. We'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, so this story I thought was interesting because, uh, you know, we don't have another confirmed date for another Disney Plus show yet. We have, like, periods of unconfirmed dates, and one show that was supposed to come out was Rangers of the New Republic. We had the Gina Carano uh, stuff. The, we don't even know if the show was fully developed, what was going to happen. They said no scripts were actually made. So essentially they're saying now that the plot points and things that were potentially going to happen in that show will now be rolled into the Mandalorian, which is probably a smart thing because without a baby Yoda moving them forward, they need some new plot points. So this would be very cool to see maybe the Mandalorian team up with some uh, Rangers in the Republic, go off on some X-Wing missions, do some cool stuff. I think this could be cool. You know what, what, kind of gives me the red ass as it were is that we had this big announcement and again it's almost a year gone by where lucasfilm came out on start and they're like look at these nine projects Ooh, ah and then it was right around the time that mark and i were starting the holocrime chronicle so we did like a whole blurb on this we were like "Ooh, we're so excited now come to find out they've announced all this stuff and it's like two are dead already we yeah we came up with a name and absolutely nothing to back it up is i find that to be very frustrating because it's very look at this marketing bullshit. Woo, smoke, mirrors. They have there there's no there's no oomph to it. You know what I mean? I don't like that. I think that sucks. Uh, and again, they've killed one which was the only film on the slate, which was Patty Jenkins doing Rogue Squadron, which Mark and I were really fired up about because we love X Wing stuff. That's the main thing I love in Star Wars is is X Wing drama. You know, you got my pilot helmet behind me. I have a, a squadron that I made up that's a cosplay group and I have cosplay costumes, so I love the X-Wing stuff. So, you know, comparatively when I see this, it's like, oh, well, there was never going to be anything anyway, so it's really not a big deal that we killed it or whatever. I, that's bullshit. I don't, I don't like that. I, that's kind of... I know Kathleen Kennedy's behind it! <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part is um, if they truly are going to launch Mandalorian, which we thought was going to come this year, both that is, and this is coming, and Mandalorian is coming in 2022, if they're saying we're going to incorporate those ideas, well, the Gina Carano stuff happened six months ago or whatever. So how long in the tooth is this series going to launch? Is it going to be a December 2022, maybe? I That's don't what know. That's Charlie. I, mean, I think it's going to be December 2022. Yeah, I mean, well, they're basically functioning in a 12-month window for – the, you know, the non-animated, uh, the animated stuff, they're cranking out like nobody's business. But, yeah. you know, the live action stuff, yeah, it's, it's like once a year. So I, I, I find it disappointing. Um, I'm no fan of uh, Carano after the things that she said and did uh, and, the, and the comparisons she thought it was appropriate to make. We don't need to go into that. I'm not a fan of her personally, so I certainly don't support her. So it's fine with me that she's out of the picture. But the fact that they had this project in name only and then, like you said, this was back in the summertime that all this went down with her. Uh, and now they're, they're giving us a, well, we decided to kill it. We decided to kill it, but there was nothing to it. It kind of sucks. I, I don't like it. 
So, Charlie, I shouldn't have created that uh, poster for you. Charlie loves the expanse. He's going to review it next year. <laughs> is that is that too soon? I want you to expand, expand that deadline. Keep expanding. Yeah. So, so Danny, with with, I, I mean, are you keeping up with the Disney Plus stuff? Are you, uh, watching, you know, are I'm you enjoying watching, it? Uh, yeah, I I catch some things uh, mainly that we get, we have it for the grandkids. So, again, some of the Star Wars stuff. I watched the Mandalorian, of course, got hooked and that uh, was done very well. Uh, loved the way they, you know. The, the finale there so everybody already knows about what happened there um i don't know i i'm i'm with charlie on the x-wing thing uh i remember when that was announced again just being kind of the the low type of fan on star wars stuff i was excited about that because i'd like to exp- see them explore the rebel side of things being that you get more of a picture about why you joined what's going on totally. kind of draw it out a little bit more you know and see more of the x-wing stuff because you've already covered all the empire and all the other stuff so yes. why don't we swing back the other direction? Uh, even even this thing uh, that's happening, you know, with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm thinking, how much are you going to throw in here in this story between this and this to where he just keeps wanting to disappear? Are we, is he really going to make a difference? And, you know, I'm wondering where these storylines are going to go, that maybe it's going to make a difference and he doesn't realize as he keeps trying to hide away one of those right. deals. So I'm watching that. Um you know, I'm, I i don't know. I'm just, I just, I'm just watching to see what happens. It seems to me over there, depending on whatever's going on, there's been shakeups, you know, firing and hiring and mm-hmm. politics and all this stuff. And unfortunately, Disney's, you know, involved themselves in that. And we know what that does to a lot of franchises. It starts shooting right. holes in the boat. And then, right. then it's, then they're trying to throw things out, like you said, with marketing ploys to get people to come running. And then they don't come through with the product. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. we're yeah. all here with the money. We're here flashing our cards. What, what's happening next? And right. they kind of leave right. it high and dry. I'm glad Paramount got their act together, it's, at least for a little while. Hallelujah. Because uh, they fell into that same thing, too, and were shooting it to death. And from what right. I've seen so far, and I just caught up with Discovery, not mm-hmm. to get off track there, but, uh, you know, in the same thing. I'm happy with what I saw, some of the direction going, and still not happy with them. Like, well, this is canon, and this isn't, and this is this universe. After a while, it gets to be a little redunculous, but uh, back to Star Wars and Disney, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I want them to, you know, put more of their older content out there that, you know, they're deeming that it might be, you know, a trigger for some folks. Because a lot of the stuff I grew up with, we as innocent kids were just like, listen, we, we didn't care, didn't know. It, it's entertainment. Disney, just please stop. Just put your stuff out there. If you got warnings on it, cool, whatever, go forward. But right. I'm, with, I'm with you guys on the Star Wars thing. Someone needs to have their head slapped and figure out what's going on over there. Right. They're killing yeah. the Muppets off too, guys. I mean, what are you guys doing with the Muppets over oh, there? Oh, did you watch? I, I actually say watch the, the Muppets Halloween special. I adored. I thought it was great. It was. That was fun. That it was, was fun. one of the rare ones, but the excellent songs, though. If you like musicals, that, right. that thing blew me away. I loved it. Um, I, but I do say I want more star in my wars. Um, Charlie, you guys love the X-Wing stuff. There's so little space battles in Star Wars. It's I almost know. all like 90% on a planet. And I'm like, take me in our space. I, I still think the last, uh, was it The Last Jedi? The, <laughs> the, the opening sequence oh, yeah, yeah. with yeah. Poe Dameron, 
was one of the coolest things I ever saw in my life when he does like the, the U-turn and does that stuff. Right. I'm like, I want more of that. So please get us back in space having big space battles. I mean, right. uh, you know, it's not land wars. It's, it's <laughs> Tatooine it, it, wars. Todd, are you trying to tell me it's not the ta- the taxation of the outlying trade routes? It could be, I guess, if it's you know a good spinoff. I mean, we all love a good tax drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody loves yeah, everybody loves like uh, april 15th yeah yeah <laughs> everybody loves april 15th we know that well moving on i hopefully they fix their ship uh, we get cool storylines we get some more x-wing stuff space stuff would be really cool in star wars but we're going to move on to the last story which is a lighter note which we saw a teaser during dc fandom of the league of super pets now we have a full trailer and I just love when DC just goes all in on goofiness and yeah. animated stuff. And this one just really made me laugh. It's really cool. It's very fun. It's not grim and gritty. It is very fun. And this is all about crypto being Superman's dog, full on powers, right. Superman, something bad happens to him. And then something happens where all of these pets, including a pig, a squirrel, another dog, a cat are given superpowers and they have to save the day. It's, I, I, this is the, to me, I I loved it. It It's a secret life of pets, you know, bent on that, that Warner brothers slate. And yeah, it's, it's not with, with everything that DC has been through in, in recent years with the Snyder verse and, you know bvs and martha and all that this is at least (laughs) something that is just 100 percent fun and it's it's the greatest i'm fired up for this trailer said next summer i i can't wait may 20th 2022 kicking off the summer season i would love to see this like nobody's business this looks fantastic man the merchandise the merchandising and the marketing for the kids is going to be fantastic for this you know that's i got it yes i have I have. I'll take other people's children to see this movie. I want to see yeah. it so so yeah. much because oh, like there'll it. be so much gear you want to buy for your own pets too. Yeah, I know. dog capes, collars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that'll be fun. So that'll be good, and uh, will hopefully be a sign of of theaters starting to roar back to life uh, by the time we get to next summer. Omicron variant, uh, the new Star Wars novel, uh, Star Trek novel, <laughs> notwithstanding. <sighs> But we didn't get an appearance by Ace the Bat Hound, so I'm going to guess it's was probably going to be a cameo. You've got, did Robin ever have a pet like Batman and Superman did? Well, Stripesy? Stripesy? The, 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 the super cat? No, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> he got a parakeet. I don't know. Oh, oh well. God. I was going to oh, well. say that. That's weird. Yeah, maybe Robin had a parakeet. Yeah. yeah. I, think that, <laughs> I think particularly you're thinking about Burt Ward, Robin. I think that fits the bill like a motherfucker. Pardon my French. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That, is that French? Man, that's that, French. That, yeah. That's what my mother always said. That's not French. Oh, and by the way, Charlie, by the way, uh, McFarlane is putting out Batman 66 figures in the hilarious. It's from. I they, know. They look great. Yeah. I know. I, I, I contemplating adding a, another portion of the shelf, but I and a Batmobile to go along with it too. I know. I try to keep my figures under control. I'm trying. Oh well. Well, that is it for the news. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. You know, adding some ending on a positive things to look forward to. So very cool in the world of nerd. Um, and we have more to look forward to this month. So stay tuned on the same bat channel, as they say. In same bat time. Same bat channel. While yeah. we're doing that, we'll get in the Batmobile. Maybe we'll have to hotwire it. I don't know. Uh, we're going to go down uh, to the gnarliest neighborhood in Geek Town, where we find the dilapidated, the underground, the Geek Easy, to talk about what we are digging. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. 
talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, the cover band's playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. Oh my goodness, Charlie. Uh, over the holiday, we had two weeks, so probably watched a lot. So what? Uh, were, you were probably watching the same thing I did, and maybe Dan and he did as well. Uh, yes, I was eagerly awaiting the next Marvel program. We've had uh, three in the last year. We had uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. We had Loki. We had WandaVision. We had the What If Was the Animated. And now we have Hawkeye. Uh, six episodes of Hawk Guy, Todd's favorite Avenger. <laughs> uh, but this is actually, it's kind of a fun retelling uh, or incorporates elements of the storyline that Todd and I said we were going to read and haven't. Uh, that would be the Matt Fraction run on the title from maybe 10 years ago, where he did it. He mm-hmm. did a little limited series where his Hawkeye was kind of street level. He had a dog named Pizza Dog, which you see incorporated into this. But this is also an opportunity uh, to introduce Haley Stenfield as Kate Bishop, the young idealistic, uh, overachieving uh, female archer who is now a, a major character in the comics. So uh, on Thanksgiving, on thanks, was it on Thanksgiving Day? It was December 24th, November 24th, so the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Right. We got a drop uh, of this new series, which was first two episodes. Very, very fun. Uh, you know, a somewhat uh, you know irreverent take. Uh, she's kind of a, a Hawkeye fangirl because uh, – you know, when she was a child, Hawkeye, someone inadvertently saved her life during the Battle of New York. Sorry about the spoilers. Uh, but I won't say a whole lot more uh, in case you haven't seen. Have you guys seen both seen both episodes? I, I saw both. Yes. I was trying to remember if there was three or not. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we watched both. Yeah. Uh, my wife loved it. We watched the second together. She really enjoyed it. Um, I am a huge Haley Seinfeld fan. Ever since True Grit, I saw her in that movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. this girl mm-hmm. has chops. She's fantastic. And oh, then she did what? Pitch Perfect after that. So she's no. No, she hasn't picked. She did. She did some yeah, other movies she, too. Was she in that too? Yeah, she was. I saw somebody did a graph of recently. Oh, here's different movies she was in and blah blah. Ooh. And yeah, she nailed it in that. And she had her own little. Uh, she had her. I think her own solo record yep. or something. So yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. So this well, yeah. this occurred December 2024. So uh, it's in real time. It's after Endgame. So it's right around that time period. Right, D- well, Danny. Did you see it? No. Every every one you just noted um is on my list so that during winter <laughs> i knew i was going to sit and go through and watch all of them right um i've been tied up with so many other like i said so many other projects so that is on my list it's not i'm not a marvel hater by any means you know gotcha. if anybody thinks that um i'm i'm more prone to dc but um you know marvel growing up as a kid i remember when iron man first showed his his wings i'm, I'm that old uh, type of deal uh, gotcha. but I'm, I'm excited to see some of it. You know, everybody was telling me great things about all of these. And speaking of the actor who plays Hawkeye, um, my wife began watching a show and I don't know which network it's on. It's called the mayor of Kingstown. Oh yeah. That just launched. Yeah. And so he plays the guy, the main character in there. So there's a uh, part in there, a little spoiler, which I found rather funny where he comes across the bear and it's supposed to take place in Michigan, the series. So he comes across a bear on his property, and of course he comes out with a compound bow, shooting at a raccoon and gets really close to him. Like, he could have hit him if he wanted to, and I, of course, got excited, and my wife was looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, that's Hawkeye, you know? <laughs> Hello? Hawk, it's Hawkeye. It's oh, Hawkeye. Kings, Kingston, Michigan, then. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The real place. They filmed, yeah, they filmed most of it in Ontario, but they filmed mm. some scenes in Kingston. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But it's called Kingstown, so it's a made-up thing, much sure. like it did with Battle Any, Creek. Anything where about those, anything about those Canadians stealing our film dollars? You know, well, every time they do a thing about Michigan, like I was going to note with Battle Creek, you know, it's like, well, you had the—I think the pilot had some scenes in Battle Creek, and right. then later they're chasing people down, and I see the mountains in California. You know, they're that bad with their. <laughs> continuity well, the guy I, n- I will never forget in uh, in star trek enterprise and in season three uh there was a time travel exploit where uh scott Bakula's captain archer and uh his first officer had to chase uh these aliens into the past into detroit michigan in 2003 yep. <clears throat> which was yep. could have been convincing until the exact you know the things ended in a warehouse and they're taking the bad guy away and the pullout shot Pulls back. The sun is rising over the beautiful <laughs> mountains of Detroit, Michigan. Yep, yeah. <laughs> La Vista Mountains. Yeah, you're just Mount like, Ontario. You can see it from yeah. the Detroit River. Yes. Look, I can see Pine Knob from here. It's a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That is a correct. Side note: I, I will tell you, Charlie. I was I was pretty uh, moved uh, in Discovery when they unveiled the new space dock, and it was the Archer. Yes, I was and like, yes. The and theme, they play the, yeah. the Enterprise fanfare. Yeah. So, Todd, are you up on Discovery? Not that we need to get uh, No, because I was out of town, obviously. So, um, I will catch like up. With, I, like I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm, what is it? There are two episodes out now? Yeah, you're good. In okay, episode, so I watched the the, 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 the yeah. intro. Yep. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And, and, and okay. I was going to say, and Hawkeye is, is, I would say, it's a different type of Marvel show. So, once again, with the Eternals, they're doing some different things. And a lot of, they're saying, oh, it's right. not as big. I'm like, this is definitely a lower key show with some really funny sense of humor and charlie i started reading the hawkeye book which i Ooh. i recommend you read it as well because oh, yes. it's pretty close with some things and one of the things i love the the, the tracksuit mafia they are full <laughs> in on the bro bro there's so many bros right. there's so many bros is, yeah. yeah that is funny that's funny bro you i got it you, you guys got ti- you got time for a little a quick side story speaking of track oh, suit sure. mafia. It, better be, it better be quick because so, i know you, i know your quick it, stories Dan. no it'll be quick <laughs> i promise so short of it is uh j- you know they were telling me to retire because I've, I've had some medical things so i'm disabled now and i refused so i ended up taking a job delivering auto parts and one of the once a week i'd take stuff to chicago so i go to this place which is in calumet and then I moved <laughs> yep. up a little head of South South Chicago, mm-hmm. and it's a Russian body shop. Oh, and I get God. there, and there's an iron door. I'm not making this up. So you beat on the door. I got this door from a Hummer that I'm supposed to drop off because they needed to redo a Hummer. And a uh, guy slides open the thing. He goes, yes. And I mean, just like that. And I go, I'm, I'm here with your door. Uh, you know, such and such. And he's like, okay. And I hear all these bolts going on this door. Opens <laughs> up. My, my <laughs> wife went with me on the trip. She's sitting in the van. I told her, lock the doors. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, shotgun like this. On <laughs> yeah. So I get in there, and immediately I, I go into the left. I, I give the guy the door. He picks it up like it's nothing. This guy is massive, wearing a tracksuit. No joke. Mm. Moves it off to a wall. He takes me in to get the paperwork signed. I go into the office to the left, and this dog charges me, this big, huge pit bull. And there's guys on a couch. They're in track suits. This guy's in a track suit, and the guy behind the desk is wearing a suit. And he screams something, I swear, in Russian or Czech at that dog. And that dog, you know, healed and stopped right at my shins as just looking at me. And then he yelled at it again. It went under the desk. And the first thing out of the guy's mouth to me was like, you like dogs? <laughs> and I go, absolutely. I, yes. I got a dog at home, yes. and I love dogs. Yes, He's comrade. Like, good, good. Please, please. He's like, 
Yeah, he's don't like, feed me to the dog. Yeah, so I look up these guys, and they're just staring at me, smoking stogies, and signs it. I go out of there, and uh, yeah, that was my story. So Russian mafia and tracking you're like, does exist. You're like, I'd rather be in Gary, Indiana. Let's get oh, out of here. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that Hummer fell off the back of a truck, so that's why right. it needs a new door. <laughs> uh, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't we, riddled with bullet holes back uh, <laughs> under, buried underneath the body. Exactly. Oh, yeah. There's other stories about Chicago. I'm not sure I was always delivering on the level there. but Yeah, it was, yeah. It we found it in the middle of Lake Michigan somehow. I don't yeah. know how we found yeah. that Hummer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got there. All right. Let me wrap this up. Uh, I I have been – I've been a music guy my whole life since preteen years and my my entry into pop music besides you know having a weird al cassette when i was a kid or getting you know my first copy of thriller when i was seven years old uh was visiting the east grand rapids library uh blocks from the house i live in the house i grew up in so it's all it's all the old neighborhood but getting basically the the beatles red and blue album these double lps this was in 1988 double lps of all their greatest hits so that Made me a fan for life. I, I'm super well-versed in the Beatles. I wrote a college term paper on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band without ever, ever having to listen to it while I did it because uh, I knew it so well. I, and I got an F. No, I'm just kidding. I, I believe I got an A. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the, the, the golden idols, the, the, the Great White Buffaloes of Beatles uh, projects, uh, was the Get It Back documentary, which was recorded... Um, it starts off, and again, it was just recently, all three parts uh, released on Disney Plus, uh, was chronicle, which was, it, it was, it chronicled the Beatles' effort to create both a new album and a live television special at the same time. Um, and there were 60 hours of footage trimmed down to these, you know, uh, eight and a half or, or nine hours across these, these specials. Um, and it is just, and even April, watching it in April, uh, my wife, you know, is is a fan of the Beatles as well, but I don't think the, n- not many people have my depth of research in it. So, um, but she really commented that this is a, a very emotionally packed uh, documentary where you even see the Beatles crying because they know that they're falling apart. I mean, it's really it's pretty heavy. Uh, the third segment is really dedicated to the famous uh, rooftop <laughs> concert, the Beatles' final live performance uh, that happened uh, at, at the end of 1969 uh, on the roof of the, the Apple building in Savile Silver, Silver Row in London. Um, and it's absolutely fascinating. Um, and again, it's out there to be seen. Uh, this also kind of spurned uh, me dusting off something I've not watched in probably close to 15 years, the Beatles Anthology, which was a uh, documentary series that the three surviving Beatles put together in the mid-90s. Uh, it's all DACO-style uh, stuff. Uh, I just have it on DVD because it doesn't exist anywhere. And when I looked up what the DVD value was, I bought it in probably 2006. It's now worth hundreds of dollars to buy this documentary. So I'm holding on to this thing hmm. for grim death. I don't care if it looks ugly on SD. Um, but no, April and I have been watching it and enjoying it. So yeah, the Beatles have really always been it for, been it for me when it comes to music. Music, to me, it's kind of the barometer that, that everything that has come <clears throat> beyond it, it owes something to. Um, so I, I find it absolutely fascinating. I'm kind of in a I'm in a little Beatlemania stint myself right now because of this. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and uh, Peter Jackson 
did all he was behind getting this all together so you know and he's a tremendous filmmaker so having someone like that having an eye understanding how it works and getting pairing those hours down i heard tremendous things it's just very long so uh you got to be in for a ride for that one so that's that's very cool though uh i remember when that anthology special came out uh, it was a big Mm -hmm. deal because it's like this is their catalog and then it was like i it was just a big deal i remember at the time like that's cool yeah it was it was the 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 video release and then there was three double Mm -hmm. albums uh comprised of the vast majority of unreleased material which was great but it was a little outtakes like oh the beatles did this cover but then here's an original song you've never heard before mm-hmm. we were all just like yeah. ooh yeah it's really something yeah apparently there was like a big deal it was like you got it like the mono version which some people said was the better version which is just kind right. of blows your mind that you think a mono version is better but oh well right. very cool very cool it's neat to see this and it's weird that it's coming to disney plus cuz it's like don't know why but very cool App, because Disney owns everything, don't you know? Did they don't buy for Michael? Jack- Did they buy for Michael Jackson? Well, it's easier now that he's dead. <laughs> they robbed his grave, shook his corpse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those yeah. those, those yeah, records are all in his pocket. And if you look right there, I've got him in that trap right there, and he's not. Oh getting out my goodness! Oh, so that's a scary proposition right there. The ghost of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, hey, Danny, uh, you been reading or watching anything cool? Um, I. I haven't been able to have a lot of time to myself to do any reading, and I'm a big reader. I really am. Um, I do a lot of historic reading, uh, if I do any reading at all, uh, not so much on some of my fandoms. Uh, you know, I'll do a lot of stuff on, you know, uh, War of 1812, uh, Lincoln. I mean, just a lot of different things throughout history, a lot of British and um, European-type stuff, too, that I'm, I'm interested in um, as well. But... As far as watching too much lately, I mean, the main thing that's been on my radar, a lot of people's radar, of course, was the Ghostbusters Afterlife, just waiting and waiting for this thing to come out. And, you know, I had some trepidation. I called it from day one. I said, it's going to be a kid's movie. There's going to be a No spoilers, Dan. We're going to talk about that in the the Thunderdome because we're going to really get into it. So don't don't, don't show your hand yet. No, no spoilers. But uh, I I was surprised. So that's the main thing I focused on as far as, watching uh anything we've been picking up a lot of uh older series that are out there you know like lucifer uh we followed up with that this year and finally watched the ending and i don't know that i was truly happy with how they ended it because i just fell in love with the show uh when it was on network tv and then when they brought it over um but i remember seeing tom ellis years ago on a uh, comedy show um and I'm forgetting the actress's name uh, or the show, but it was a British show. And she w- owned a shop and he was next door as a chef. And uh, when Lucifer first aired, I said, hey, that's that Tom Ellis guy from that, you know, that British show. Because a lot of British shows make it over here on the PBS and mm-hmm. uh, we watch that. But we watch a lot of foreign things, too. Uh, we we uh, watch a lot of Norwegian and Swedish uh, crime mm. shows. Um, I find them to sometimes be more action packed and written better some of our american cousin versions of some of some of the stuff so ghosts that's the one that i've been catching up on cbs and i i love it did you watch the british version yeah i did and i didn't think i was gonna like the american version and and then of course when they did the ghostbuster spiel on it i I was dying it's got the girl from i zombie now in the lead role which i i I thought she was great so yeah i'm looking forward to watching that because i really like the british show and that's great that they're bringing over you know in their own way. Yeah, they put it together really well. I mean, it's real simplified, but it's still funny. 
Yeah, I, Charlie, you you and April may like that show. It's just a comedy where they go to a house yeah. and they, they the the woman can see ghosts, and it's hilarious because it's various. Them, yeah. It's like some ghosts are really really old. Like there's like a Viking ghost who's like yeah. angry and yeah, yeah, just very funny. Oh no, oh, I think there's, a, liking, there's yeah. a Cub Scout Cub Scout troop leader who has an arrow through his neck. I think because one of his when his troops shot him. <laughs> Yeah, he's talking about safety and they shoot him in the neck. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Just a great, very, very funny show. Highly recommended. Well, very cool. The Native American on there is quite hilarious, too, because they're like, how come you don't speak with an accent? He's like, "Uh, Uh, 500 years, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I I need to watch the new show, but yeah, I, I wanted to watch the BBC one as well. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, really quickly for me, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I think I had mentioned this, uh, that it was coming. I think we watched the trailer, Charlie. Mm. So um, got to, I kicked off the the first episode. That's all I've watched so far. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, it is taking the essence of the show and building upon it, which I think is a really cool thing. The style is good. The acting is great. Um, they changed some things up, and it was funny because uh, my wife – just decided to watch it by herself. And I'm like, what are you, are you watching that already? I need to watch this too. So I watched it with her. Then I came and watched the beginning again. And then I said, okay, well let's watch the anime to see what you think, how they correspond. So we watched both. And she was like, it's kind of cool how they made an animated thing. They captured the heart of it and, and made it look good. So um, I know it's controversial, but I enjoy both. A lot of people say, Oh, it's not as good as real. I'm like, I like both. So, uh, you know, coming with an open mind, I think you'd like it. Even if you have not watched it like my wife hadn't, she really liked it. It was really cool. It's a sci-fi bounty hunter show. Best way to put it. Uh, With a little bit of charm, good soundtrack. It's a very jazz-heavy soundtrack. My son loves jazz now. So we were listening to the soundtrack. Soundtrack is fantastic. If you like jazz, it's all in. Horns, you know, erratic beats and things. Very, very cool. Um, It's the same. So I don't even know what this is. So what is it called? Cowboy Bebop. So in apparently in Japan, they call cowboys are bounty hunters. Apparently that's what they, their name for it. And Bebop is the name of the ship. Yeah. The original is anime, anime, but now this is live action with John Chu and, and it's, it's very stylistic, very well done, very violent, (laughs) but but (laughs) very fun. I, I, I kind of stepped out of anime as far back as Akira. Um, oh, this this is like and, and early, late 90s. I didn't like it. Not yeah. because I didn't like it. I went to art school in Arizona, so I was in love with a lot of anime at the time. But uh, once I graduated in 90, I was just kind of like, yeah, kind of, you know, same with the comic book collecting. I just kind of tailed off. Uh, you know, we had the Frank Miller stuff and, you know, Batman, Dark Knight. And so I have not kept up with anime. So when I see a lot of these characters that cost, you know, cosplaying this stuff at the comic cons, I am so lost and I feel so old because I'm just like, I don't, I don't know who you're supposed to be. And and I remember one time there was a, a, a lady walking through and we thought it was Carmen San Diego, the way she's dressed. And she, boy, she lit us up. She's like, I am so, so I'm a lawyer from such and such. And we're all standing there in our ghostbuster garb. Like, I think we just insulted her. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I Aren't you a plumber, by the way? Oh, just kidding. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, from, yeah right. from house. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say, watch the trailer for Cowboy Bebop <laughs> on Netflix. And if it doesn't grab you, 
it may not be for you, but it, it's a very fun, just heist. First episode is a heist and it's just, or they're going after somebody that they're going, you know, tracking down as a bounty. So it's very much a simple show with some overarching details. So uh, check it out. I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch the rest of it um, with my wife because she really enjoyed it. Uh, then the wheel of time. We, we talked about this as well. Previously, uh, I watched the first episode of this. This is a big, huge, epic fantasy breakdown. Basically uh, there's a group of, uh, Magic users who are primarily female, uh, they are tracking down the reincarnation of the world ender or someone who bring about the world ender called dragon. And so the, this group is searching this village for someone they think is that person reincarnated, trying to find it. And things go horribly wrong. Um, this show, I like it a lot. I didn't read the books. A lot of people are big fans. It's mixed results because people are saying, oh, it doesn't look that great. It it, it varies. But for someone who's new to the series that's never read the books, I'm enjoying it. And I I, I will watch more because it was really intriguing. I like the cast characters. I think it's well done. Uh, Apparently, Amazon spent $10 million an episode. So production values are high and and the special effects is good. So check out Wheel of Time. I think $10 million an episode. $10 million an episode. That's more than Game of Thrones. Holy My Lord! God. Yeah, it better be. And again, I just the the, uh, the return on investment uh, pro- protocol for these kind of things. I still don't get it, but it's not for me to get. Amazon's not hurting, Charlie. Uh, they're like one of the biggest they're, companies in the world. They know <laughs> yeah. they want people to yeah. use their app and all their services and right. and order uh, something off of their Echo Am uh, Echo. Uh, count because they want to have alexa do everything for them so yeah it's, it's just putting more money against the amazon prime so you don't unsubscribe right well fair, i fair, i fair, fair, fair. we had eyeballed that so now that you're kind of giving it a good talk up maybe we'll check it out we, we were add it to the list danny add it to the list i just did i wrote it down i wrote it down oh my goodness well uh speaking of the list we better uh, uh pop off uh, a uh, a flare into the sky to flag down that uh, the, the old flyer to get us over to the land down under to the Thunderdome where we're going to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. So let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week we are doing our review, spoiler filled by the way, of Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is a formerly 2020 film that was delayed to March 5th and then November 19th, I believe is when we finally all saw it. Uh, this is a when a single mother and her two kids arrive in a small town, they discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Jason Reitman directed this, co-written by Gil Keenan, and including a cast of uh, multitudes. Carrie Coon, Finn Wolford, uh, McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, Logan Kim, Celeste O'Connor, Joss Gad, J.K. Simmons, and Olivia Wilde, who I didn't even recognize. I'll no, it was, it was uh, uh, Danny, I have a, Danny and I have a mutual friend, Joe, uh, who pointed out to me that that was Olivia Wilde, and I was like, shut up! But yeah, I just going back and looking at it, uh, and I love J.K. J.K. Simmons is uh, uh, Ivo Shandor, who was obviously the, the 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 crazy mastermind of the original film, uh, just getting ripped in half by. How much did he get paid for this role that he was literally in it for as a corpse and said two things? I am of a mind that there's going to be footage uh, that they cut a lot out. Uh, you know, they had a whole year. 
to do what they were going to do in the process. And, and I can't believe they would have somebody of his stature as far as character actor only have that small bit of a part. I'm sure there's more we're going to see when they release the special edition or extended scenes, because we found that a little let down. A lot of us who went to see this and premiered these at theaters uh, with my group. And once that happened, we thought there's got to be more to this. Um, you know, uh, why would they just have that a few seconds and then he's torn in half and we're just like, okay, then, but you're yeah, right. right. Maybe he's he took the money and said, I'll do this thing. A, and he's too expensive for that. Yeah. He's too expensive for that. He, he's making JK. Crazy. He's making J Jonah Jameson money there. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that at the end about kind of the, some of the cameos and things we had in this movie, but ultimately, uh, this is a love letter, uh, essentially a third the third official Ghostbusters sequel. There was a video game that actually um, I played and I, I didn't get to finish it, but it was treated like a, a Ghostbusters uh, sequel because it had all the voice talent, Bill Murray. And you can't, mm-hmm. It's hard to get Bill Murray to do anything that's not like a weird right. like indie film these days. Um, so, yeah. So, But we also had Ghostbusters cartoons back in the day, all these things, extreme Ghostbusters because everything's extreme, comics and everything. Um, so, yeah. So this is, uh, you know, after we got the reboot uh, that that, you know, whether you like it or didn't, that's not to say, but this is essentially carrying on the uh, chronology of the Ghostbusters proper right. in a completely different setting out in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, apparently. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, so the movie, we, I saw it with my family in Oxford, uh, Michigan, just to get together with the family for Thanksgiving. It was something we wanted to do. We had a blast. It was a good time. And I will say everybody there enjoyed it. And there was ages from 12 to my mother's age. And my mom, seeing a movie with my mother, holy cow, you get a sound, you get basically a commentary. Oh, what are they doing? Oh, 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 oh my goodness. I'm like, I looked over and then like, mom, I gave her the stink eye. I'm like, mom. That is literally, literally what Todd's mother sounds like. It's not, that's not even, he's not even sending her up. She talks, she kind of has the Pillsbury Doughboy voice sometimes. She's like, oh. Yes, and she was. She's my mom is infamous because when she was out to visit us, we saw, we saw, we saw, we saw the Force Awakens, and my mother's coming out of the movie theater. The crowd's lined up. She goes, "I can't believe Han Solo died!" I'm like, "We're gonna killed." It's like Homer walking out of whatever movie it was in The Simpsons. Yeah, it yeah. was The Empire Strikes Back. He's like, oh, I can't believe that Darth Vader is Luke's father. It was the exact same thing. Yeah, so it was great. But we had a great time. So it was really good. Um, so, Charlie, when did you see it? Uh, I had to see. April and I went, uh, I think we ended up going on a Friday. And I'm such an idiot because I thought the movie tickets said 740. They said 720. We're standing on live for popcorn. And she's like, yeah, it's seven twenty. We're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. so we walked in at, at what we were assuming was the very beginning when he's driving through the cornfield or whatever. So what? I don't know if there's any. I know it's never happened to me in my life that I walked into a movie. So you miss right? you missed like a lot of the movie. <laughs> no, and the and the cornfield in the beginning when it's yeah Egon. yeah there was oh Egon okay God I thought you were talking the yeah. like you missed like the first thirty minutes that, of the movie. No 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 okay okay no, it was. When Egon was obviously on the run from... Were there no credits? Or were there no trailers? No, we missed that. No, we just... We we walked in late because we were having dinner and then we were just putzing about. And I swore that the movie time was like 20 minutes after the fact. I was like, oh, shit! And we had to run and... 
get in there. So yeah, it was uh, it was quite a kerfuffle. Danny um, can't even look at you in the eye right now. He's like, "What are you doing, Carter?" I guess. How dare you, sir? Oh, he's oh. he's judging me. How he's dare judging you, me sir? With that, he's judging me with that tracksuit <laughs> track mafia look. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Seriously, bro. It, it, Seriously, bro. Yeah. Come on, bro. What are you doing, bro? I will tell you, you, you know, the the, the beginning it, uh, part for me was fantastic. It's, again, the acknowledgement of Ghost Corps. Uh, those people listening may not realize that Ghost Corps is a real thing, which is owned by Ivan Reitman, Dan Aykroyd, and, of course, backed by Sony and, you know, the whole Ghostbuster franchise. I was wondering what that um, was. I, I, didn't, yeah. I, I saw that, and I'm like, what is that? I didn't know. Yeah, um, they did it with the girls' movie, too, but it, it is a real thing. Um I have a certificate here, which doesn't mean a lot in certain, you know, certain circles of worlds, but we're registered with Ghost Corps, uh, acknowledge that we have a group together as far as the coalition in Kalamazoo, mm. you know, a lot of Ghostbuster groups have them, but it is a thing that they have a studio and a building there and they've got the original 59 millimeter sitting outside in front of this building. So when my guys went to the 35th, I think it was here recently, uh, to LA, uh, you know, they got to see the car and they ha- held everything right out front of Ghost Corps. So that is a real thing. So it's oh, cool. nice to be acknowledged that they, you know, they have also openly talked about like Disney, um, unfortunately, that they have several projects in mind and things are going to get off the ground according to Ghostbusters. So we're, we're, we're in hopes that that will happen. Not to give with, away too much, but we're hoping with zero that. scripts written. Here's the here's our fourteen projects. Sony wants Sony wants another franchise they can can, can deal with. So well, I hope they Ernie, do. Ernie let it out of the bag too already. Uh, mm. That and a couple couple of the other stars have that there is writing in process uh, as far as a a sequel to this one. So we kind of know. That, I'm giving you inside dope here. So we kind of um, know things are happening. So we're, we're just wondering what it's going to be. And is it going to be TV form? Is it going to be movie form? Is there going to be several? Because they talked about doing an animated, a brand new animated Ghostbusters, bringing that back mm. too. Well, that'd so, be great. Who knows? I mean, that. I could, I think if I was, you know, use my little crystal ball that with the explosion of uh, streaming television projects that you're going to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it does offer so much so much uh, more variety and different stories you can yep. tell. And I think the Mandalorian is a great example of that. I think the resurgence of Star Trek is a great example of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would, I'd put my money on that um, just because it's, it's just, it's really a TV is the new TV. I mean, TV is a new everything as far as the medium, particularly in this post COVID world where we all spent, you know, 12 to 18 months inside watching everything on TV anyway, because we couldn't go outside. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, Sony Sony doesn't have a uh, network or a streaming service. So I would like them to partner with somebody, really. It would be great if they could partner, have all their content there. But I think maybe they're playing as a, as, you know, a free agent at this point. But yeah, mm-hmm. so and we'll actually go to that because there's some things that are like leading us where this franchise is going. But let's get into the like the movie itself. So um, the movie for me, I will say, I thought it was very well done. And the highest of praise was I didn't hate the kid actors. And that is a hard thing to pull off. I thought the, mo- the movie just basically said we're treating our fans with respect. We're not going to overwhelm you with just like catching up to speed. It was you're right in. We've got this family drama. We're going, you know, something that's very you can represent. You know, family is struggling. I like that it was different. It wasn't a family that was well off. And they're just trying to reestablish themselves. And then you had some adventures and some cool characters introduced. You had this cool 
you know, I, I do thought it was funny that they leaned so hard into the first movie, like the same villains, the same, uh, you know, key master. Right. I mean, I, I thought that was a little bit weird versus, you know, going to with like, you know, Vigo the Carpathian, the second movie, which was kind of a real pivot. Uh, no slime right. in this movie, of course, no spoilers. Um, but there, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, even despite that, there were so many cool moments, things that brought me back, the way they embraced it, the way that they got the original cast to be back in this thing. I really enjoyed the movie. I I, I was worried that I was going to be like, oh, they, they, they tried too hard. But the, I think it was a good balance of new and old. I will say unequivocally, this is the fi- what, probably the favorite movie that I've seen in the theater in a very, very long time. I was engaged. I was having fun. I was having emotions. I was like... They're really touching. You're right. It was nostalgia soup. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, but it just it didn't disgust me, you know, like so much of what's what's an over what, what's a real overkill of a uh, of an, an Easter egg film that came out recently. It's on the tip of my tongue. Mm. You're just like you're just like what the, are they doing with this? But anyway, I mean, you, you understand the concept that you're just like, hey, remember this thing? Remember this thing we did before? Remember da 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 da. But uh, for so many of us, and again, people who are um, like Danny and myself, who are in the the, the fandom community and the, the cosplay and you know the Comic Con circuit and whatever it is, we're so inundated by all of this. Um, but it, the involvement and in drawing back to the first film, I don't think inhibited anybody who was a newcomer from being able to enjoy what they were doing because there was a new cast of quirky characters. I love the. The kid who was podcast because April turns to me and said, "Hey, look, it's you! It's podcast guy." <laughs> you know, <laughs> walking around and Todd, we don't do that because we we record our thing and and you know we don't we don't actually man on together. man on the street microphones yeah, interviews. We no, we don't do the side by side deal. We don't be like, "Now you're on my podcast. Here's a recorder." Um, but that is hilarious, you know, and I love that he and Dan Aykroyd had a moment at the end, and he's like, "You're my subscriber." Feel like the show came together in episode forty six. <laughs> it's just yep. it was a lot of fun. Even even uh, D- you know Dan Aykroyd himself, uh, though he was really overshooting it in the phone phone conversation. I thought that he had with uh, poor McKenna Grace when she was you know locked up. Um, I was super happy that there was no crystal crystal skull vodka because I what was Charlie that's that that's that's the things that keep us together is the crystal skull my, my son is all in in that there's a video series by Dan uh, Dan something or that retro Dan I don't know. he does a whole thing about it it's absolutely hilarious oh well oh we've got one are, Danny oh, are we are we showing a crystal head skull vodka oh no right up there if you say oh, it three times God. if you say it three times. Dan Aykroyd appears. Does he appear with a fresh? Does he appear with a fresh bottle of crystal Col- crystal? And was it? And what's his wife's right name? There? Donna. Oh. Donna. What's her name? Oh, Donna Dixon. Yep, she shows up too. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah. you've said. I think we've said it at least twice. So let's not tempt fate. Oh, yeah. My goodness. You're crazy. So 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 Danny, um, we've said our piece. You're a man that's probably. You know, this is right in your wheelhouse, and it could either make you happy or sad. So, where did you stand? Um, I had concerns going into it, but you know, a lot of it disappeared. You know, instantly. Uh, you know, a lot of us in the group talked about where there's holes. You know, and you're going to have that with anything you produce. Uh, there's a lot of things they kind of left open, like, well, who was Egon's wife? Who's the mom of the daughter? Um, 
what happened to everybody in town when they go to the police station? <laughs> you know, a couple of these little fine little details were just kind of like, well, I'm sure through editing and cutting, a lot of that stuff, you know, didn't make the thing or they left it out on purpose maybe for the second one. Other than that, and there's small little things here and there. Other than that, I was over the top excited with it. I too had tears. Uh, you know, the a lot of the throwback stuff, you know, like the symmetrical book stacking. And you really got to watch when you're going through these scenes uh, as to what you're catching in the background, which throws back to the original uh, days, right. including when they go down inside the, uh, you know, the bunker uh, where Egon had all of his equipment. And um, I didn't lose it really. And spoiler alert, I didn't lose it really till the segment where, you know, he shows up. And, that was uh, phenomenal. I was like, yeah, how is and, she doing and, that? And when they pivot over, I'm like, oh, wow. Man. And then when he hugs his daughter, that's when the water oh, was Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Blubbered like a kid. And uh, we, too, have a person like your mother in my group, Nancy Robinson. So when Nancy <laughs> listens to this. Shut up, Nancy. It's like, shut up, there you Nancy. Go, Nancy. Yeah, she just kept saying things through the whole movie, but. You know, you'd point out little things here and there, but very well done. I like that they, they've they brought in a new set of monsters uh, or ghosts, if you will, uh, uh, anomalies. Uh, the eyeball one, my wife said, well, what is that supposed to be? I said, well, if you've ever watched the animated series, you'll see the eyeball ghost in oh, there yeah. several times. Mm-hmm. So they did that on purpose. They threw a lot of things in there from many different genres of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um like you said, you know, alluding to the video game being the third movie, which Dan will say all the time, uh, that's what they wrote out of that. This being kind of the fourth, but really movie-wise, this is the third movie. Oh, as sure. We all recognize it. And I think, you know, people not realizing that they needed to stay through the credits, much like you do most of the movies now, right, um, they missed out on a lot of things there. And I thought oh, that, yeah. that was very well done because I kept thinking, we're Sigourney. And bang you know uh the same thing with finally given winston kind of the backstory he deserved because they originally changed his his story so immensely those listening may not know that he was originally written in as a guy who who was an ex-marine and came in with all this stuff about come you know combat experience and all these different things and they totally when ernie said when it came time to film and he got the script it was totally different and he's like well what what exactly am i doing in this movie um, I've spent time personally with, with him and he is a great human being, great guy. He's from Michigan, Benton Harbor. And, uh, we had pizza with him and his family and, and a childhood friend. And he's just a great guy, but he told us a lot of funny stories about, you know, shooting that original movie and, and doing two as well. Um, and, he, and subsequently after, you know, he went into a couple of different things, uh, you know, to do, uh, he has to read for parts. And he said that he got in front of these 20-year-olds who were producing a show called Oz. Oh, yeah. He went in there and said, well, have you done anything major in the last few years? Well, I was in this big movie called Ghostbusters. And then they're like, well, which one were you? Oh. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, you kidding? Have you seen a li- be, do we need to do a lineup? <laughs> yeah, I would be the black guy. So, yeah, it was just kind of a funny thing. But I, I, I was very emotionally moved. Um, I've seen it twice. And uh, we got to actually see it. On the 18th, uh, due to we did a corporate party that wanted us to be there in our Ghostbusters oh, cool. stuff with our cars. Awesome. So we got to go in with them, and then we did the theater thing the next night. And then some of our guys in the coalition, the mainly a lot of the Detroit folks, went to New York 
for the premiere. So they oh, got that's the fantastic for a lot of it. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't tell me anything, man. They were, you know, uh, he played it. Eric played it really well. I said, so how'd you like it? And he goes, yeah, it was good. That's all he said mm-hmm. to me. So I'm like, how dare you do that to me? I just wanted a little, a little bit. It was like, a yeah. piece of crap. Don't watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then I was worried, but, uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised as everybody is in our group. And, you know, we finally got the movie. I think a lot of the Ghostbuster people wanted, uh, people who have been at this longer than me. And, uh, we're happy. I, I think, I mean, you, I think the last number I checked yesterday or the day before is 111 million already. That's great. Woo, probably gone awesome. up since that. So bang. I mean, they spent 75 mil to make it. So, right. It didn't, yeah, it didn't, I mean, it, it didn't look like they, I mean, it looks like they spent a lot of money on the movie. So that was great. And yeah, I think this is, this is fantastic. By the way, uh, if you have not yeah. seen it yet, the movies that made us, there's a Ghostbusters mm-hmm. uh, episode oh, of Netflix. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love that yep. series, and I love that they did that. So it's really I cool. Want give, and, I want to give her a shout-out, too, uh, because we got to meet Robin Shelby, who a lot of us Ghostbuster people are friends with. If you don't know that name, Robin played Slimer in the suit in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, so wow. Okay. Practical effects. That was her first job <laughs> acting. And, uh, you know, she's, she said that she's been asked to do something here soon, so she won't tell us what. So again, inside info speaks to the fact that they've got something cooking somewhere. Better be, better be something real. I'm just, I'm a non-believer. Yeah. I I just want to say one other cast. I will call this out. Josh Gad was Muncher. I'm not Ah. sure what he was doing because he didn't say anything. He was making a lot of noises. So, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, that's cool. Um, But yeah, let's get into the uh, the end credits really quick um, as we go into there. So with the first credits, you mentioned Sigourney Weaver showing up um and uh, olivia wilde as gozer the gozerian i thought was very interesting as well jk simmons as ivo shander more there obviously when more probably less less editing occurs and we get to see more of it but um i i I like to bring this up all the time jk simmons from my hometown of gross point michigan that's it (laughs) because one of charlie's 18 uh, homes. <laughs> that's where I was actually. That's where I'm actually. Honest to God, was born. Yes, was yes. Born. So there we go. So um, we move on to the end credits. We got Sigourney Weaver doing the old flim flam on Bill Murray. Nice oh, yeah. throwback. Absolutely loved it. Great. I'm so glad we got the cast coming back and just embracing the fun. The only person we did not get back was Rick Moranis. But you know what? Rick Moranis has only been in a Mint Mobile commercial with Ryan Reynolds since he retired. So that was kind of like uh, a bridge too far, probably. And I don't know if, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, it was his name, Peck, Walter Peck. Is oh, he still alive? Oh, yeah. It would have been great if he showed well, up. He's still alive. William yeah, Atherton? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I Is he so. dead? Maybe? I don't know. No, no, no. He's still alive. I, okay. I, I don't feel in any sense that we still may not see him, you know, mm. because it, leaving right. it the way they did with that second piece, um, you know, him keeping the torch going, being, you know, Winston, uh, now being you know multi-millionaire or billionaire, whatever he may be, uh, buying the firehouse, putting the car back where it belongs. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers, folks. Right. Um, so the last one, stay through the the last credits because we got Sigourney yeah, in the yeah. mid credits, and yep, then we got this right. scene, um, and then we got that cool scene wow. where it was um, with um, Annie Potts, and mm-hmm. we got it with Egon with well, the that was, coin. That, well, that was all sandwiched together. With yeah. Her, with, with Ernie. So yeah, yeah that was. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool because he, he he stated that he, you know, he had the scientist and had the smart cracking guy and so on. And what were you? And I was the sex appeal, he says. 
absolutely. And apparently the businessman too. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny because Bill Murray is now in like in marketing, he's teaching marketing, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. 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 Tony Robbins style. Yeah. He belongs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Dan's still running his, his, his bookshop. Cold shop. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to tell everybody too, because when we do our panels, I, I say this to people, I get deer in headlight looks that you watch interviews with Dan. Now the Ackroyds and, and, and condolences to his family. Cause I know uh, yeah, his brother passed away. Um, they have been writing paranormal books and been involved in UFOs and paranormal from day one, including their father. So a lot of the things that Dan uh, created for, you know, this ghostbuster thing is all based on real theory based on real science. So I'm, I'm happy to, to tell people that, and they look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I, I take two hours for me to go into all of it. But it's all based on very viable theory and scientific uh, things that you could create and build. Uh, the proton pack would cost a, a, a fortune, you know. Uh, it would be heavier than God knows what. And, of course, you know, we know unlicensed and unsafe. That probably would be very true because, you know, the tube on the back of that that you've got up on the left-hand side of your pack that's supposed to hold plutonium, so which, which is good for your health. health. Always very good for your health. Always very good for your health. But it's all based on real stuff. And I will tell you, the first ecto I ever built um, was on a tracker. <laughs> okay, and so I end up taking two uh, uh, directional microphones and I put them in the tubes. I built a little rack, and I couldn't. I I didn't have time to get it motorized where it would move. But going forward, I ran those down into the car and into a laptop. I built a laptop holder on the driver's side. Um, and then I also got a night vision camera, and I stuck that out there. So we out here in Hartford, Michigan one night decided, well, I'm going to try this equipment and see if it works. So oh, I, turned, I turned off the headlights while we're going down, uh, you know, uh, M43 going into Hartford. And, you know, you can't see anything. It's that dark. But I, I could look over at the monitor my buddy was holding, and I could drive. I could see out of the camera. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I we got to a cemetery, and I turned on the microphones and turned on my, my Audacity uh, software, and we were able to uh, try to do EVP work. So, you know, that wow. stuff could be done if you had enough money. But, it, you know, taking a lot of what we have in this world, folks, for Ghostbusters is we take a lot of junk. We build it into to look like it's doing something, and that's kind of the trick to some of our props. But uh, mm-hmm. these packs get expensive, and now – Hasbro and everybody's in on it now. And I was oh, tempted. Yeah, I was tempted to get the Haslab uh, yeah, that that, right. that backpack because that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you 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 still can. It was funny while we're talking. I still have the I have the failing uh, Haslab Rancor thing up. I didn't want to bring that up, Charlie, because I'm like, this doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. No, they just added a new wrinkle oh, to the numbers. Are going. No, they're, the numbers are climbing again. So, but we're we're going to leave that for the next. It's episode. the final we're countdown, all, Charlie. We're we're all right. Yeah, we're going to have a Haslab report because it'll be over by the next time we record. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well. But, to, yeah. So we got to give our reviews now. Yes, uh, you know, what, one out of ten Crystal Skullhead vodkas. Uh, you know, because we have not pitched that enough. We need a sponsor, Mister Ackroyd. So please sponsor us with your Crystal Skullhead vodka. So, Danny, yeah. I think it's only appropriate that you go first. So one out of ten. Crystal Skullhead Vodkas. I'm going to give it, uh, I don't, I want to be generous, but I want to give it nine and a half because, uh, as I said, there's still some story plots and holes, but that may be filled in later. Uh, my heart says 10, but if I'm going to be honest here with the review, nine and a half. But, it, but you know what? 
You're a harsh perfection. critic with that nine and a half. It's, it's perfection. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. It's perfection, folks, because we got kind of what we wanted out of this. And, and the new wave of kids, even after the girls movie, there's another wave coming and young people mm-hmm. and, and old alike are going to be coming along. In fact, we just did a, a, a program last night at Wyndham Village, which is a senior facility here, because they were curious as to what we did. And uh, there are a lot of older folks in there, 70 and 80 plus years old, who know what Ghostbusters are. Oh, yeah, they, they saw one was on the theater. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're getting to the point where it. old people are geeks as well, which is great. Oh, yeah. Right. So they would give oh, it 10. Geez. They all loved it. So, you know, I'll do nine and a half. Oh, my gosh. I will. And this is this is rare, but I will I will give this one the uh, the sweep. This was a 10 for me. Oh, I, I could I couldn't I believe how much I loved it. Oh. And, I, I, and I can't even believe I wanted to go back and see the second time. Uh, before we did this, but I become so spoiled by, well, I'll just turn it on again and watch it because so much stuff has been on TV. I got to go to the theater, which means I have to make time to do it, which I, I haven't been able to do. Um, so yeah, I, um, yeah, this was a 10 for me. I will go see this again in the theater because I loved it so much. Charlie, I got a yeah. pass. I got a pass for celebration. I need it. I, I, uh, we, we have the VIP program from Celebrations. Oh, damn you. But okay, you. yes. Okay, cool. That works. Well, that's well Danny, if you would like, Danny, if you would like to offer up a pass, we can give it away on the show. Absolutely. By all means, if someone Absolutely. would like to do that, so we can offer that up. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, man, oh boy, nine for me, uh, nine out of 10, a little nostalgia heavy. I wish they had done like a different villain. Totally get it. Uh, but man, that, that, that moment with Egon holding that, 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 that the proton pack with his granddaughter, Wow. A lot of heartfelt moments. It brought me back. This is Ghostbusters is one of my touchstones. I remember where I was as a kid when I saw this movie. So it's up there. And I remember seeing Ghostbusters 2 with Steve Borowski and his parents. And like, that was a weird movie, but it's still Ghostbusters. I love it. So nine out of 10. So there you go, folks. Let us know what you thought about this movie. Hope you enjoyed it. But man, oh man, this is a great, uh, hopefully, reemergence of this franchise. And they can do more with this. So with that... Danny, though, thank you for being on and tell people how they can find you and reach out Uh, to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, I'd like to be in touch with you folks, too, uh, at some point after this about carrying your podcast on my network. You guys can reach me at www.unrestrictedparanormal.com. It's not just paranormal. We have other things on there. Um, When you spell unrestricted, though, spell it unrest, okay? Unrest, R-X-T-D. Unrestricted. I, I, I spelled it a little different uh, just so that uh, the unrestricted paranormal was taken already. So I had to kind of change it slightly. So unrestrictedparanormal.com, uh, you'll, you'll find me out there as well as uh, the Southern Michigan Paranormals on Facebook. And, uh, of course, the Great Lakes Ghostbuster Coalition on Facebook and the Kalamazoo Ghostbusters on Facebook. And that's that's all I've got. I'm already running 700 different other things. But <laughs> those, are the, those are the main things that you can find us and you can locate me. And uh, if you guys come over and say hello or uh, follow these guys, if I can get them to come over to the network, uh, just more audience for these goes. These guys and um, not ghosts. They're not ghosts. I'm not drinking, folks. I promise. It's guest just, hosts it, or ghosts. It, yes, it's lemonade. Guess That's all the it guest is. Ghost. Um, if I can get these guys over there, they'll also be heard at unrestrictedradio.com. One last plug, uh, and that is a thing I'm teamed up with, and we have 520,000 potential listeners daily. Uh, oh, it's wow. international. We're hooked up with Reverb Nation, so it's not just music channel. Uh, some of my paranormal content and Ghostbuster content goes out on Saturday and Sunday nights, as well as wow. some of the things for my network. So get you guys hooked up. And uh, if you're looking for a sponsor, guys, 
I might have somebody in mind for you because Gun Barrel Coffee is one of my sponsors. Ooh, and I, might I love coffee. Guys yes, me too. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Oh, this is fantastic, Danny. Thank you for being on. This is great. We love to meet new people. Uh, You know, I'm slowly trusting Charlie's uh, taste in guests uh, after after, after a few snafus. That's okay. We don't... we don't, we don't need to pull on that tap. No, 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 no. Just uh, kidding. In, in this, the other direction. This could have been a hit or miss, too. No, we're yeah. good. Charlie. No, no. This is fantastic. There. So, Charlie, uh, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. That's not in our credits. Easy breezy cover squirrel. No, I'm over on Twitter uh, at the at the C3. Spell it out. C-E-E-T-H-R-E-E. That's where you can find me. Also over on Instagram. The USS Grand Petoskey is the chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club that I run here out of Grand Rapids. We have a website with that domain. You can also find us on Twitter and on Instagram, same handle. And I'm also uh, squirreling about with our Secret Friends Unite Facebook communities, getting all that posting up there when Hootsuite decides to behave. It's a fairly tricky service, but I always try to have good content going. Absolutely. And you can find me at Tioxtra, and that's all my personal stuff. I try to point us in the right direction for all the content and connect with others out there, which is great. And then I'm always pimping our Discord. We've got a lot of cool people that are out there joining our Discord that want to play games, want to connect with us. So uh, if you want a community that you can actually do in real time to play games, get recommendations, you know, ask any questions about Star Trek, Star Wars, geek media, and video games, Discord is where it's at. So that is it for this episode. Thank you everyone for joining us. Danny, it's been a pleasure. Charlie, you. as always, you and I will be in Chicago potentially next week, which is going to be so much fun, uh, with our original secret friend, Jonathan Sierra. It's going to be a hoot. So with that, I say thank you, everyone. And Charlie, sign us out. Well, gosh, thank you is what I say. I said thank you, friends. As always, for joining us, I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Who are you going to call? This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.